You need to be born again. People ask me sometimes, do I need to be saved to join the light of the world? I say, no, you don't need to be saved to join our church. You need to be saved to go to heaven, and this ain't heaven. You can come up in here. We want sinners to be here so you can get saved. But just sitting up in here doesn't save you. Just coming every Sunday, giving your tithes and offering your time and your talent doesn't save you. You need to be born again because we're here to load up, to take a trip. And the only one who's going to be able to get on that train are the ones who have been, what, born again. It was Jesus Christ who spoke to a religious man and told him, you need to be born again. Jesus came to seek and to save those who are lost. This is Jerry G. Martin. Join us as we share the message of salvation. Jesus came to save you from all of your sins. Come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's word. We now live in a day and a time when it seems that the church has forgotten the mission and the purpose for which God has called her. If we will look on the landscape of our country and look at the churches and what churches are doing, it seems like the purpose of the church is to entertain and enlarge its congregations. But God called us to be a force in the world. We're not going to have to attend very long before we discover that there are more programs than proclamations of the gospel to those who are lost. Early in his ministry, Jesus taught a lesson to one of the members of the local church who knew the scriptures, but he was not spiritual. And I want us to look at that lesson today because there are many people who attend church, but they're not spiritual. We want to work on changing that. So if you would, open your Bibles to the book of John, chapter 3. I want to begin at verse 1. This is out of the NIV, and the, it reads like this. It says, now there was a man of the Pharisee named Nicodemus, a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know you are a teacher who has come from God. For no one could perform the miraculous signs you are doing if God were not with him. In reply, Jesus declared, I tell you the truth, no one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. How can a man be born when he's old, Nicodemus asked. Surely he cannot enter a second time into his mother's womb to be born. Jesus answered, I tell you the truth. No one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and the spirit. Flesh gives birth to the flesh, but the spirit gives birth to the spirit. You should not be surprised by my saying, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. There are a few things I would like to point out about this very familiar passage, and I, I say that hesitantly. You used to, a few years ago, you can say, 
Uh, that's a familiar passage. I'm sure you know the story, but now people don't even know the story. You say, you know the story of Nicodemus? And they say, Nick who? They haven't read it because we're not reading and studying the word like we used to. And we don't have Sunday school like we used to where we would hear these Bible stories over and over and over again. So people are biblically illiterate. We can't make the assumption that they know the story. You know, I have to apologize because I grew up in Sunday school. And I thought that most people were as, at least as literate as I was about the scriptures, but we have to be sure that we start from square one because a lot of people still don't know about Nick. So this scene begins with a man coming to Jesus to find out what he's all about. He has been watching Jesus. When Jesus would come to church and Jesus would teach and not only would he teach, he would exercise the power of God to change people's lives their, and their health and their, their mental health by curing and casting out demonic forces and their physical health by speaking health to their bones. And Nicodemus was watching this man, Jesus. Where did he come from and who is he? He just came into church one day. I don't know where he came from, but he wasn't dressed like the rest of the church folks. And he didn't talk like the rest of the church folks. And, and, and so Nicodemus, who was of the ruling class of the Pharisee, came to him because there were several things concerning Jesus that he was curious about. That verse 1 again says, now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a member of the ruling council. He was not just a, a Pharisee. He was, he was not just a church member. And see, you have a different uh, uh, levels of commitment to the church. You have some that would just attend and others that would serve and others that would become a part of the, of the ministry team. But, and Nicodemus, if I can mention this, was part of the ministry team, the ruling. He was a deacon or an elder. Or a preacher, somebody who others looked up to and said, I know he's right. But he came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, teacher, we know, we know. Who's the we? The others that I hang out with. How do we know? We've been talking. How does he know that we know? Because they've been talking among themselves. We know you are a teacher who has come from God. How do we know that? Because no one can perform these miracles, these miraculous signs you are doing if God wasn't with him. That's the only thing that clues us into that God was with you, these miraculous signs, this power that you have. Otherwise, we, we'd probably throw you out the church. He was a Pharisee, a religious sect, a group who was proud of the fact that they studied the word of God. They fasted according to the fasting schedule. Every Thursday, they were fast. And they wanted everybody to know they were fasting. And Jesus talked about them in the Sermon on the Mount. When ye fast, don't fast as the Pharisees, who wants everybody to know they're fasting. When they gave, they gave a tenth. Jesus watched them giving. He said, look at it, he's giving a tenth. They gave when others were looking. I'm getting ready to give, everybody. Here's my tenth. 
They did what they were supposed to do. They went to church on the Sabbath. And they looked down on you if you didn't go. And they, be, they were sure that you were going to follow the rules on the Sabbath too because they were ready to stone you. They carried stones in their pockets. You working on the Sabbath? Let's stone them. But this man, he says to Jesus, we know you are a man sent from God. So what do we have here in this opening scene? We have a man that was in the house of God, Nicodemus, who was, but was not functioning with the power of God. He says, we know you are different because you are doing miraculous signs. I've been in church all my life and I haven't done anything like that. He was curious about Jesus, but Jesus had already sized him up. And I want you to notice that Jesus did not even address the compliment that Nicodemus gave to him. We know you're a man sent from God. I know if I was Jesus, I'd probably say, yeah, you're right. But Jesus was not interested in discussing signs and wonders and miracles. Instead, he went straight to the real issue, and that was the transformation of Nicodemus' heart by the new birth. And Jesus said, yeah, I'll tell you the truth. No one can see the kingdom unless he's born again. Here's Nicodemus. Nicodemus says, right, hey, hey, listen, we know, we've been talking. We know you're a man who's sent from God because nobody can do what you do unless God is with him. And Jesus said, yeah, you need to be saved. You need to be saved. A church man, a ruler, somebody who's going to church every Sabbath, Jesus said, you need to be saved. That's being born again. And I guess if Jesus would come to church, any church, pick one, wherever we are, he probably could pick out a lot of folks sitting up in church that need to be saved. We could say, oh, Lord, we're glad you came to church this morning. He said, you know what? You need to be saved. Jesus, come on, lay your hands on me. He said, you know what? You need to be saved. How long you been coming here? How long you been at the light of the world? I've been here 13 years. Well, you know what? You need to be saved. I come every Sunday. Oh, I love to hear Pastor Martin. Yeah, that's okay, but you know what? You need to be saved. Oh, you know I'm a greeter. That's good, but you need to be saved. I've been singing in the worship team for years. That's good. But you need to be saved. Because if you want to sing on the other worship team, the one that's going to sing forevermore, you need to be saved. So Jesus was looking at the eternal perspective and saying, you know what? It don't even matter about what you think about me. And since you're going to church all the time anyway, you need to be born again. Otherwise, you can stay home. This was a stout message for a man who was a Pharisee, a deacon, an elder, a preacher, a pastor, perhaps. I mean, the preacher need to be saved? What does he mean when he introduces us to the truth and introduces Nicodemus to the truth that there's no entrance into 
the kingdom of God unless one is born again. He said to him, you know, you're going to need to be born again. I say to you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. Jesus is saying, it's all right for you to be in your church. It's all right for you to go into the, uh, to the synagogue on the Sabbath. It's all right for you to do all your religious practices. But if you want to enter the kingdom of God, you need to be born again. People ask me sometimes, do I need to be saved to join the light of the world? And I, I say, no, you don't need to be, be saved to join our church. You need to be saved to go to heaven, and this ain't heaven. You'll figure this out by now. This church ain't heaven. You can come up in here. We want sinners to be here so you can get saved. But just sitting up in here doesn't save you. Just coming every Sunday, giving your tithes and offering your time and your talent doesn't save you. You need to be born again because we're here to load up to take a trip. And the only one who's going to be able to get on that train are the ones who have been, what, born again. So what is that rebirth? It is a new birth. It is the regeneration. It is the act of God whereby he imparts eternal life to those who are dead in sin and living a life that is separated from his rule and from his authority. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 says this about all of us before we were saved. As for you, you were dead in your transgression and your sins and in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the rulers of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who now is at work in those who are disobedient. See, there are two kingdoms. There's the kingdom of God and there's the kingdom of darkness. When you were born naturally, you were born into the kingdom of darkness. You were born into the kingdom of this world. And that's why Jesus said, you've already been born once. You need to be born again into the kingdom of God. You need to be born into the kingdom of God. Nobody can say, hey, buddy, come on over and you just in." Just tell them you know me. You don't get in that way. That's some places you, on this world you can get in because you know somebody. I got a membership and you, I, I can have a guest, but uh, you don't have any guest that can get to heaven. You got to be in a family. There's nobody going to get to heaven by mistake. The Lord's not going to come up to anybody and ask them this question. Now, now what are you doing here? Everybody that's going is going to go on purpose. And he says, if you want to see the kingdom of God, Nicodemus, you're going to have to be born again. I don't know what you're doing, but you don't, you're not going to see the kingdom of God doing what you're doing. So what is the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God refers specifically to the kingdom of salvation, the spiritual realm where those who have been born again by the divine power through faith now lives under the rulership of God. God is now the king in the realm with which I live. That's why it's called a kingdom. It is kingdom mean where the king dominates. You don't just say kingdom by itself. Which kingdom? The kingdom of God or the kingdom of darkness where the king dominates. That's where there is a kingdom. And if you're in the kingdom of God, God dominates your life. If you're in the kingdom of God, God is the ruler, 
and he dominates your life. It's the kingdom domain. These folks knew what kingdoms were. We don't know what kingdoms are like here in our country because we have a democracy and presidents and all that. We just cuss out the president, just talk about him. But when you live in a place where there's a king, you don't do that. Somebody said to the king, you know, somebody's talking against you, cut his head off. I'm the king. Whatever the king says, that's what happened. No, nobody votes on it. That's what a kingdom is. That's why Paul says in the book of Romans, whoever you yield yourself to, that's whose servant you are. We are servants of the king. We're servants of whichever kingdom we're living in. When you're unsaved, you're a servant of the devil. You say, well, now I'm not a servant of the devil. Yes, you are. You do whatever he tells you. He tells you if somebody slap you, do what? Some of y'all know already. Somebody had to tell you that. That's just a natural response in the kingdom of darkness. Somebody slap you, you slap them back. Somebody take your stuff, you go take their stuff. The kingdom of darkness said, what kind of world it is? It's a dog what? Dog eat dog, eat dog world. That's the kingdom of darkness. Y'all know that. You just naturally learn that because that's the kingdom you grew up in. You grew up with a nature in that world, a nature that causes you to lie and steal and cheat. How many of you had lying lessons when you were little? Nobody had lying lessons. You just knew how to do that because that was the nature that was in you. You don't have to teach a dog how to bark, a cat how to meow, or a child how to lie. Whatever the nature is in you, that's what you naturally and normally do. I teach anybody how to steal. Might have to teach them how to steal better. <laughs> but you don't have to teach them the concept of taking something that's not theirs. A little child will see something that they want and they'll go over and they'll just take it. Why? Because it's the nature that we were born in. And that's why the Lord says if you want to see the kingdom of God and operate under new dominion, you're going to have to be born again. So we had this man in the church who was a religious person, that the first thing the Lord says when he came to him to give Jesus a compliment, Jesus said, you need to be saved. Jesus said to him, you know what the difference is between you and me? Do you want to operate with the power and the results that I have in my life? Jesus makes this observation. You're in a church family, but you're not in the family of God. You're in a church family. You go to church, Nicodemus, but you're not in God's family. How many people today, day after day, week after week, they go to church? It becomes a habit, it becomes a ritual, it becomes something that they do, but they've not been born again. That's the point of this message. If you're here today and you just come out of habit, you just come out of goodness, you're a good person. Jesus didn't say Nicodemus was a bad person. You could be a good person. A lot of good people are going to hell. They're good in their own mind, but they're not good in God's sight because you just need to be righteous. I heard a statistic this week, and I've been meditating on it. That statistic was that every second, three people somewhere in the world die. Every second. Just count. One second. Three. Six. Nine. Twelve. Fifteen. Just die. And people are dying like that every day, and they are going to 
hell. Jesus said, wide is the road to destruction. People are just going. There's no time to just go through the motion and thinking that you're just going to make it when your time might just be next. The things you observe, Jesus told Nicodemus, are the results of Jesus' functioning in the kingdom of God and using kingdom principles. What Jesus said to Nicodemus blew his mind. All of his life, he had diligently observed the law. He observed the rituals of Judaism. He, like many of us, or deacons and urchers and choir members, elders and preachers and even pastors, and now Jesus was telling him that he needed to start all over. Start over, be born again. That kicked the conversation to another level. Nicodemus said in verse 4, how can a man be born when he's old? Surely he can't enter into his mother's womb a second time to be born. Break it down, break it down, make it plain. What are you talking about? I'm not sure I follow you. This is what Nicodemus is thinking. What are you talking about? I don't follow you. How can I be born again? I can't re-enter my mother and be born again, can I? I think he was being a little sarcastic, but he was trying to make his point. What do you mean? Jesus answered in verse 5, I tell you the truth. No one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and the Spirit. No one. How many? No one can enter the kingdom of God. Now, you can argue in your own mind, why would a loving God send anybody to hell? That's what folks want to tell you. Why would a loving God send anybody to hell? And everybody now seems like they're claiming God and Jesus. You just notice, folks are cuss and act all kind of ways, and then they come on television and say, Jesus is my Lord. He loves, he does love. And he's not going to send anybody to hell. You were already going. What he does is prevent people from going and the rest of them just keep going the direction they were headed. You were on your way to hell as soon as you were born. And he sent his son to rescue those who would listen to him. So he's not sending you. you, That's the way you're headed for destruction. So don't get mad at him. That's one argument you're going to lose. I didn't do nothing. He said, you sure didn't. You didn't get born again. You didn't do nothing. You don't go to hell for what you've done. You go to hell for what you don't do. You don't get born again. (laughs) Jesus said, I tell you the truth. No one can enter the kingdom of God unless he's born of the water and spirit. Your joining church doesn't save you. Your reading the Bible doesn't save you. Your listening to gospel music doesn't save you. Having a fish on the back of your car don't save you. And wearing a cross around your neck doesn't save you. You can do all of that and not be born again. It was Jesus Christ who said, What does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? You can have everything you want, but if you do not have Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you will not spend eternity in heaven with him. You will spend eternity in hell. He did not come to scare us. He came to save us. This message today has been a message of hope and a message of salvation. 
I don't know what's going on in your life, but if you feel hopeless and helpless and you feel like there's no meaning in your life, Jesus Christ came to give you life and give you a more abundant life. But it requires you to connect with him by inviting him into your life to be your Lord and your Savior. This is Jerry G. Martin. I invite you to know Jesus Christ. If you would like some help getting to know him, call us and we'll pray with you and we'll share with you how you can come to know Jesus Christ. Call us at our prayer line number of 281-964-1393. Again, that's 281-964-1393. I invite you to come and be our guest. We're meeting in person at the light of the world. We're at 16161 Old Humble Road. If you're in North Houston or Atascacita, Humble, Kingwood, Summerwood, or anywhere in the north or northeast, you're in our neighborhood. Sundays at 10 a.m. You can join us online at lowcf.org. Again, that's lowcf.org. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, may the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.